There's a character in Catch-22 who believes that uh, in, you know, literally uh, time flies when you're having fun. So he makes his life as boring as possible because he wants to live forever. Oh, if you want to live forever, turn on entertainment tonight. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's slowing it down. Oh, man. I told you guys about this. How uh-huh. like I expect that. 15 or 20 minutes have gone by like it's got to be more more than halfway over and i look up at the clock and every single time it's only five minutes in <laughs> it's like they've hit you hard and heavy with like 15 different celebrities in five minutes and then it should only be five minutes long that's how i feel about it <laughs> it's like what's jason momoa up to All nothing right. how about the rock not a thing. Okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> I don't care about the royal family. They're not entertaining me. No. Are they entertainment? Are I'm, they cons- I'm sorry about them. Are they, are <laughs> you they, should be. Are they considered entertainment in England? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They drive the tabloid yeah. industry for a long time. <laughs> if you have a need for any story, I'm sure you can dig something up. Yeah, put in the they, paper. They should give themselves medals for the support of the british tabloids. tabloids they should yeah somebody should suggest that in all sincerity you know and see if they'd go for it let's start the show oh it started a long time ago <clears throat> yeah it, it kind of started without us let's say who we are and what we do and all that kind of thing let's mm. save that for the end you know <laughs> a twist we should just re- twist. we should just record it with like a demented little kid voice <laughs> and just like play it and then just start talking like we're doing now yeah But until then, listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about some recently watched, which we will maybe not spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find the music on uh, Apple Music or Amazon where you can buy it digitally or say hello to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. And we are not professional critics. We're your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Good day. And Jolian. Would you like to play? <laughs> See, demented little kid voices. La, 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 la. Oh, God. Actually, your uh, your normal voice would be perfect for a demented child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> demented man if a little, child. A little three-year-old came up and your voice came out. Oh, yeah. That's scarier than a little high-pitched. <laughs> Do you remember the, the uh, Warner Brothers? <laughs> the Warner Brothers cartoons would have like the gangster... Yeah, like baby face so and so. You know, they're in a, they're in a baby carriage with a cigar and a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, uh, that's great. You know, people play it safe with cartoons these days, <laughs> and for good reason. If you've seen some of those old cartoons, <laughs> we came out of that world. We're okay, right? Sort of. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I don't think we're hanging that. in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhat damaged. Doing our best. <laughs> Uh, you know, I got to tell you guys, when I was editing the last episode, it was really funny. Was it? For uh, a change? No, 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 no. Not when I was no, editing No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't funny. I changed my mind. It wasn't funny. No, oh. it wasn't funny while I was editing. But um, like got, Once you got it, the timing down, it's brilliant. I got oh, a, I got good a, idea. I got a message from my friend Joey, and he said, oh my God, this latest episode is just fire. And I was like, What? So I, I automatically downloaded to my phone. Did you say dumpster before he said fire? <laughs> yes. You know, the phone was cutting out. <laughs> but I listened back to it. It was pretty funny. 
uh, we were playing with uh, a thing called Christmas crackers, which it, we didn't really describe what they are, did we? They're like a they look no. like a they look like a bonbon or a wrapped candy, only big, like maybe a little smaller, a little bigger than a toilet. Like a giant Tootsie Roll. Like a toilet paper tube with fancy wrapping around it. Exactly. And, and inside are green and red saltine crackers. <laughs> that would be funnier. Only they're unsalted. They're completely <laughs> flavorless. <laughs> no, they're full of candy and toys if everything goes right. And some jokes and a little paper crown. Paper crown's the best bit. I think so, too. <clears throat> Do you want to read a joke? Yeah. Well, yeah, Jolien, you brought in some jokes from some Christmas crackers you had at home. Um, you had a little deck of cards. Yes. That's a pretty good toy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, eat all those. Choke <laughs> on them. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you, you brought right, in the jokes. Read them. What lies in a pram and wobbles? Uh, baby jellyfish? A jelly baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good one. What does the word minimum mean? Minimum... You don't. You shouldn't be about, thinking this long. Yeah, something about little moms. <laughs> yes, a very small mother. <laughs> okay, boo. But I wanted to make sure that <clears throat> mini, like the mum part. Mini mum. Mini is that something else? Mini, hmm. like a lot of moms. I don't know. Or a tiny mom, or a lot of tiny moms. Mega mom. Would you fight a hundred duck-sized moms, <laughs> or one mom the size of a horse? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> no, I, w- I would I would fight a horse-sized mom. Okay. That's yeah. a big mom. Yeah. There's well. a lot of websites dedicated to big moms, I'm sure. <laughs> you can bet on it. All right. We have a Christmas joke here. It's rule 34 of the internet. Yep. Still not finding any good Transformer porn. <laughs> but there is Transformer porn. Yeah, but I said no good Transformer well, yeah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have to be good. It just has to exist. Actually, no. I, I Maybe it is now, but at some point I made that suggestion and then somebody looked it up and they're like, I couldn't find any. I was like, mm, I'm sure it's on there. I looked. I couldn't find any very easy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't going to search the whole web for Transformer porn. <laughs> Not if you want your computer to survive. Uh, how do you hire a horse? Um... Wow. You get his resume, call him in for an interview, see how it goes. Does he seem compatible? Check his references. His references, yeah, you know. What's his background like? Maybe go into his financials. Yeah. Depends on the job. Yeah. Well, what job are we hiring him for anyway? Yeah. Well, Maybe what... that's what you should ask for how you hire a horse. First, you ask, do you need a horse? Do you need a horse working? I mean, you know, there should... There should be diversity in the workplace. But does that mean bringing a horse? Yeah. Um, and also, do you tell the horse about the sky kite monster that flies around and eats horses? Oh. Or do you just let him find out? We need to do nope. We need nope. to do nope soon. Didn't we already do did nope? Did we do nope? We went to the movies and watched yeah. it, came back. Oh, we and did do nope, didn't we? The next Jeez. week, yeah. That shows how well it sticks. Yeah, some things. No. anymore um anyway hiring a horse is this is this going to be like the breakfast club where you're just never going to tell us the punchline that was the punchline it was funnier than what was on there <laughs> too embarrassed to read the punchline read any of the punchlines it was jelly belly or jelly baby <laughs> <laughs> it was a tiny mom <laughs> Okay, so we got The door said penguins only. (laughs) Just make up some phrase. That's the answer. It'll make as much sense as anything. (laughs) They're bad jokes. They don't have to be that bad, do they? Yes. Yes, they... Oh, is that part of the deal? Uh I think they're groaners. I think they're all... Worse than dad jokes. They're all like the level of Laffy Taffies, which are all groan-inducing, you know? Um, Those are just terrible. Bazooka Joe yeah. comics, they had jokes that were low, that level. Yeah, they were pretty <clears throat> bad. Yeah. 
So recently watched. Who wants to kick it off? Well, I left my paper at home. <laughs> so I only remember <clears throat> one for sure. Well, tell it. Uh, I watched a new one from this year called A Wounded Fawn. Oh, yes. This is a Shudder exclusive. Have you seen it? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was perfect by any means, but it was interesting, uh, which always goes a long way with me. Um, it's about a serial killer and his victim and the Furies. So, hmm. yeah. The Furies should get together, you know. There's always furry conventions. Yeah. Not enough Furies. <laughs> Furious Furries. They're all seeking revenge. Yeah. Anyway, it was a... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be for everybody. Um, I think it'd go on a great double bill of of uh, killing the sacred deer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so strange. Yeah. This is kind of like that. It's a... Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, I don't want to give too much away because it kind of all hinges on it unfolding. Mm. It goes on for quite a while and you think, what? Yeah. When is it going to start? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who are these people? Yeah, I did. It felt like we were getting ready for a, a big time jump, either forward or back somehow, because it just kind of starts in an auction and then they, yeah, they, we follow the, uh, art appraiser home and, mm-hmm. and then the guy turns up wanting the, to buy it yeah which reminded me of barbarian yes you know, kind of like hmm, don't let this dude in <laughs> hmm so uh yeah that's it that you can remember that i can remember i watched a bunch of just crap i i remember a few of them i watched jaws 3 Ooh. I haven't seen Jaws 3 since <clears throat> probably it came out on television uh, a wow. million years ago. I believe it was on ABC. Did, I remember staying up to watch it. <laughs> did you uh, spot all the places that the 3D would be? Oh, my God. If you can't, there's <laughs> that, something wrong with your that eyes. That bit where it comes through the window at the end. Yes. It's just gold. It's so it the the because it's now uh, I don't know if it's high def but it's been cleaned up. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see the the film grain change when it's supposed to be three D, and oh, then it weird. all looks weird. Um, yeah, it was terrible, as I remember. Script terrible, uh, everything terrible. Yeah, we're going to need to talk about writing when I get to one of the ones I watched. Um, I did not remember that uh, Dennis Quaid was in it. Oh. It's um, also uh, uh, suspiciously similar to this script for a Creature from the Black Lagoon remake. Yes. Which they're working on at the time. Oh, okay. And that got canned, and then the same studio brought out Jaws 3D. Ah. Why is the Creature from the Black Lagoon... So damn hard to get launched. What is the problem here? He doesn't oh, talk. Oh, so many, so many what? versions. You, you got to have underwater. F- you got to have someone who can swim in the suit. Okay. And he doesn't talk, so he's not very... I mean, really. He doesn't have a lot of presence on the screen, you know. They he's... did it in the 50s. We could do it now. What's the holdup? Yeah, there's, there's a Rick Baker suit. He built built this whole, you know, maquette of yeah. what it's going to look like. John Carpenter was going to direct a version of it. Yeah, who better oh, than those two guys? Rick Baker's fantastic. He's retired and he's doing really awesome stuff every day. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram if you haven't already, people. It's stunning. He's like, oh, I decided after I made my Frankenstein's monster, I'm going to make the whole lab. <laughs> and it's going to be accurate. And it's going to be made out of styrofoam. One sheet of, <laughs> of foam core. Yeah, I don't remember how he did it, but it was cool. No, he's he's pretty awesome. Uh, what else did I see? I watched a couple of Gamera movies. Oh, yes. Uh, just to have on, because I hadn't seen We're, Gamera in a while. The 60s ones? Uh-huh. Uh, Gamera versus Baragon. And Gamera versus Zegra, I believe. Mm-hmm. So one of those has the... I think the Baragon one has the UFO ladies that show up, and they take these kids <clears> off <throat> to this planet. And it makes no sense. It's like a fever dream. It's the 
I think the most nonsensical of all those nonsensical movies. Yeah. Like they kicked it up so a little more. The they they have this like guard dog monster which has a big knife head. Yes. Yeah, it's Gilon. Yes, that's it. That's the one, yeah. And he shoots out little throwing stars out of his head. Yeah. Yeah, and the other one's like a swordfish coelacanth thing that mm. does the same thing. Turns into a spaceship. <laughs> yes, yes, it turns into a spaceship. They're weird. Yeah. They're so weird. Um, what else did I watch? <clears throat> I mostly just had movies on in the background, so mostly things I had seen. Um, <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with background watching a movie if if you got other stuff you got to do. Sure. The next Gamera project is going to be on Netflix. It's going to be oh, a, really? an animated one. Oh, I'll try it. I like Gamera. Yep. It's a lot have, of fun. Are they going to have a, a, a goofy dog and they're going to go solve crimes? Yep. Or but he's still gigantic. Yeah. So they go look for clues and he just crushes everything. <laughs> I like that idea. And there's a roly-poly Japanese kid who rides on his shoulder and screams in an annoying voice. Yeah. <laughs> Then he gets a job in porn. And his name is Kenny. <laughs> all right. They were all Kenny in every translation I've seen. I've not watched any non-dubbed cameras. Oh, well, I, I have them all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm going to explain their anatomy. I'm sure there's other things I've watched. I just had things running in the background. So, Jolien, what about you? Uh, well... Christmas viewing, we mostly watched um, Alice in Borderland season two. Oh, I want to see that. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, that means yeah. I do have to keep Netflix. Damn it. Yeah, it's all directed and written by Shinsuke Sato, um, based on a manga by Haruaso. Uh, yeah, we just binged the whole thing. That's what I did with the first in series. A day. Yeah. I stayed up all night to watch it. I hadn't done that in a long time. Yeah. Because I was just like, I, I got to i got to see what happens yeah, next. It's, there's nothing as important as watching the rest of this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I looked at my watch and it was like, it's one in the morning. And I'm like on four. I, I can get through them all. Yeah. I think so. I think I was, uh, that took a care of Christmas Eve. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, we'd made everything. We're all ready. Nothing to do. I meant to uh, to mention it to you that, uh, that it was on Netflix uh, a couple weeks ago, and I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Is it as good as the first season? Oh yeah. You think? Oh, at least that's even good. better. Yeah. Yeah, man, that first season was. There's something you can't predict where they're going. <laughs> no. Even when you thought, "Oh, I got it. I know where this is going." Oh yeah, you you what you have watched for you have no idea. Yeah, it's like this is crazy and. Oh, they just killed half yeah, the cast. You'll never guess what happens in the last episode. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to watch those. Yeah. Um, so uh, then uh, Christmas, look, uh, Emily asked for something Christmassy. So I thought, ah, Holiday Inn. Oh, yeah. First movie to have the white Christmas song. Yeah. Got, you know, um, Fred Astaire in it. Stick it on. Um, well... I hadn't seen it in ages, and I forgot. So the basic plot is, it's like Irving Berlin does these songs for every holiday of the year, and how the plot is that Bing Crosby sets up this inn where it's just open on the holidays. Yeah. And uh, so they do Christmas, and you know, and there's a song for each, each event. They get to Lincoln's birthday. Ooh. <laughs> and they all do blackface. <laughs> Oh, just, I forgot. Oh, yeah, we just we just skipped through that. <laughs> oh. Cringe. Yeah, that that was a uh, definitely hit the skip button on the remote for that scene. Yeah. Um. Anyway, watched uh, I think Christmas Day. We watched Glass Onion. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. It's on my list. So go ahead. You've, I won't. You've watch seen it. it. Yes. Okay. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson again. Um. So, uh, what did you think of that one? I was entertained by it. Um, it was for me, a couple of the gags started to drag a little bit. The, the, the bulletproof, uh, glass that kept going up in front of the Mona Lisa every time there was a noise mm. that, that got to be like, ha ha ha. Okay. We're done with the gag now. Please stop it. Uh, aside from that, it, it was 
clever enough in all the right places. It was funny enough in all the right places. I was entertained. Um, it didn't knock my socks off, but I had fun watching it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll watch anything with Jessica Henwick in it. Um, Janelle Monae, love her. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite humans on the planet. Daniel Craig. Uh, yeah, everyone was good in it. Watching Daniel Craig kind of, you know, stretch his legs a little bit and do something that isn't Bond is fun. Yeah. You know, especially when he's not like the alpha male of the scene. You have know, you, have, Bautista have you is obviously the, uh, that guy. Have you seen the uh, videos where the cast is doing impressions of Daniel Craig doing a Southern accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is funny, though. Um, yeah, uh uh, Yo-Yo Ma turns up in it. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. That was weird. Like, huh? That's, that's Yo-Yo Ma. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in it. Yeah. Serena Williams. Um, Stephen Sondheim and Angela Lansbury in their last appearances. Wow. On screen. Um, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't give away when he turns up. It, it wasn't like a clip of uh, Bella Lugosi leaving someone's house with a voiceover <laughs> for Angela Lansbury, was it? <laughs> they were Sad, filming her Angela Lansbury in the car sadly park. left her house. <laughs> and then tragedy struck. <clears throat> you hear the screeching yeah. of the tires breaking. Yeah. The film stops. Um, Edward Norton plays uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the the timing of this movie, obviously they couldn't predict what would happen at the time this movie came out, but the timing was just perfect. Yeah. It was just awesome. Um, I had a different idea of who done it, and I still think I could be right. Mm, okay. Because like Glass Onion is from this song, which mocks people finding meaning in Beatles songs. Right. Um, so, yeah... I have a different theory of who could have done it. Hmm. And it still works for me, having seen the film. <laughs> we we should discuss this off mic because it, uh, we we agreed to try to not spoil yes, things. Yes, yes. I, I will not. Uh, all right. Uh, there watched, were two um, killers. <laughs> <laughs> they all did it on the train. They, were they all did it. Yeah. Um, smile. Have you seen this one? I watched Smile. Yeah, because you've been working your way through last year's. Yeah. Good year. Um, it was okay. Uh, like I said, I thought it was a lot like a, a lesser version of It Follows. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you also said uh, just because a camera can do it, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. It starts, I think there's a, a pass through and the camera turns. and. Yeah, it's like there's uh, <clears throat> someone lying on a bed and the camera's like got them vert as if they were vertical, but then it twists around and they're on the bed. It's like, oh, and that again. Yeah. A lot going through windows and stuff That's, like that. Yeah, that, ever since you mentioned that, now that one bothers me too, even <laughs> though I think they do it in Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, uh, Citizen Kane, I don't really notice it because they're passing through a... It's a, it's it's a, a light, sign, lights, yeah. right? And because the camera gets in really close, you don't re- realize what it's doing, but then you figure yeah. out, oh, they must... After afterwards, you can figure. Oh, they went through something. They, yeah, to get and it there. split apart. And yeah. if you watch it now, you can see. Oh, it right, opens right. right before. Um, I found it quite dull. Um, do we need to see the feeding of the doomed cat from multiple angles? Mm. So, yeah, they just they should why, have just flashed on the screen. The so cat's much. gonna die. <laughs> uh, I think it treats the audience as stupid. Yeah, I thought the editing. Yeah, I thought the editing at the beginning was very noticeable. Um, um, do we need the close up on the cat's collar? There's this cat called Mustache. Okay. Yeah, they didn't. <clears throat> I guess because they say their his name later. Yeah, but they could have said then it, it gives you a close up on the collar to let you know. Yeah. Um, in case you're stupid. Yeah. Um, so many. Uh, scenes with therapy session dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got tired of the lead. She was really good, but it's like another scene of her in close-up. Just yeah, um, yeah. The, the the camera work uh, seemed a little. We've said TV movie in the past, but it seemed like network television. Or... Yeah, yeah, like <clears throat> TV movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, why do we get the cordettes lollipop? Uh, no idea. Why is that mm. the closing song? Like they use the cordettes um, Mr. Sam had at the end of Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2. Right. And it's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, why lollipop on the end of Smile? No idea. No idea. 
Um, yeah, yeah uh, it's um, uh, so so like uh, one of the movies it gets compared to is Ring. Uh, Ring is scary because uh, you've got this mystery and the further they draw themselves into this mystery, the further they go into the curse. They're actually like doing yeah. themselves by investigating. But Smile, from the get-go, you know, she's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's no... I didn't find it suspenseful in that way. I thought it was funny her fiancé just like got out immediately. He was like, you're crazy and left. <laughs> you know, so she could, and, you know, then they, they wrote in the cop that she and he used to have a relationship, which just seemed a little, I don't know. Um, Not I, great. I liked um, seeing Cal Penn. Um, oh, yeah. Always. I thought the gag with the sister coming up to the car was good. It was all done in one shot. Yeah. But it was shown in the trailer, so you know what that is. Um, I thought uh, you have a the single career woman was punished for being a single career woman. Mm-hmm. And the women who were, you know, got families and stay the hell away from those terrible, mentally ill people. They're fine. Yeah. So it was very conservative in that way. So yeah, not keen on that one. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> funny how uh, how much I like horror movies, and yet they tend to be, for the status quo, tend to be sure. fairly conservative. Um, Not so much anymore, but... We also watched uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a bit... <laughs> it, you know, it was, it was amusing. It was like the TV show, but extended. There's this bit where they decide that in order to get what they want, they have to go back and change the origin stories of various DC superheroes so that they don't become the superheroes. Hmm. And uh, it gets really sick. <laughs> All right. I couldn't believe they went... <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really funny. Um, we watched uh, Sound of Music from 1965, directed by Robert Wise. Um, this is his second Oscar for director. Um, it's got Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer, Nicholas Hammond. You played Spider-Man. Um, oh, yes, he did. Eleanor Parker. Yeah, it was better than how I remembered it. Good. Uh, it was very good. Um, watched all of Pennyworth. Oh, okay. Because like, season three came up and Emily wanted to see the whole thing, so we watched the whole thing again. Nice. From the start. Uh, excellent. Um, the third season's not as gloomy and scary. Mm. That's good. Uh, it's when they get into the 60s, it gets more, much more colourful and... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're in the world of, you know, the... The the, mods. The Avengers and... and, Yeah. yeah, um, So is it it a nod to the the Batman, the 1966 Batman series at all? uh, It doesn't go that campy. No, but does it... It's that colourful and it it does... And and you are... It definitely is linking into the superhero world now. Oh, good. Whereas the first two were like um, sort of uh, war movies and... George Orwell stuff and mm. wasn't much evidence of super people going on. Um, but yeah, I always like that one. Um, yeah, so uh, I shall leave it there. All right. Well, um, as any longtime listeners of our show, if, if there are any, um, may know, um, Jolien, you kind of got me on this idea of watching something good or excellent as your first thing you watch in the new year. So on New Year's Day, I put on my brand new um, Blu-ray of Mystery Train, the 1989 uh, Jim Jarmusch movie. Oh. And uh, it's so good. Um, To just read you a a little blurb about it. uh, Over the course of a single night in pale Memphis, the home of Sam Phillips' Legendary Sun Studios, a vivid triptych of romantic rock and roll pilgrimage, sad nostalgia, emotional Americana, and forgotten, decrepit places unfolds. That's a nice way to put it. Um, there's this adorable Japanese couple that is getting off of what I assume is the Amtrak in Memphis. And train stations notoriously are in just a crappy part of town in <laughs> whatever whatever small town or big city or medium-sized city they might end up in so they have to really hike their way through some 
just poverty-stricken neighborhoods to uh, get anywhere near the downtown of Memphis. And uh, they end up staying in this flea bag flop house motel <laughs> or hotel. It's actually a hotel. And uh, without giving away too much, the, the colorful characters are everywhere throughout this movie. Um, you don't mind reading subtitles for this first approximately third of the movie where you meet the Japanese couple. Uh, they're uh, pretty enamored with, um, well, the woman is pretty enamored with Elvis. <clears throat> and uh, the guy likes, uh, I think, Carl Perkins. Um, he, <laughs> It's really funny. They, they, they tend to argue a little bit about it, but you know, she's like, no, we're going to go to Graceland and then Sun Studios. But when they're walking, they happen upon Sun Studios and they do the tour. It's really fun to just follow along with them. And, uh, and you meet uh, these guys in a bar, which includes Joe Strummer from The Clash, uh, they, they tease him and nicknamed him Elvis because he has sideburns. But uh, some things go wrong with this group of friends, which includes Steve Buscemi or Buscemi, if you want to pronounce it the way I think he does. Uh, everybody ends up back at the hotel. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it all kind of, it's one of those things where all the stories kind of culminate, tie together, whatever. So fun to watch because I haven't seen this in so many years. Now I own a brand new restored Blu-ray, the Criterion Collection. And uh, I bought that and Night on Earth. Mm. And so that was a really good first thing to watch. And then later in the day, um, Moonraker. <laughs> and the reason I picked Moonraker is because I've been listening to the Video Archives podcast with Roger Avery and Quentin Tarantino. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Roger Avery, uh, he's a great producer. Um, has a little cameo in Pulp Fiction in the diner scene. Helped write it. He helped write it, but he... He got co-writing credit on it. Yeah, he... Well, yeah, they spent so much time together in that video store, they probably wrote half of the movie before they realized they were going to ever be able to make movies. But he's the long-haired yuppie scum. Do you remember, uh -huh. the, remember that? Where, where Tim Roth's character throws the guy out of the booth. He's like, get on the ground, long-haired yuppie scum. Uh, yeah, that's Roger Avery. Uh, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But uh, the two of them were talking about Moonraker, and Avery's all about it. And Tarantino's like, no, nah, it's a piece of crap. <laughs> he's like, this is the worst Bond movie ever made. And he's ranting about it. And it's hilarious to listen to Quentin Tarantino talk about movies, whether he loves them, hates them, or anything in between. But I started thinking, damn, after hearing these two like opposing viewpoints on it, I want to see this again. Mm. I haven't seen it since I was probably 17. And... Wow, it's not great. It's silly. I had someone talking about it recently. Was it Dana Gould? Maybe. They were saying they caught some of Moonraker. and Yeah, and when I went to see it when I was a little kid, I was disappointed with it. It's that yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but then they, they caught it, and, and there's, like, there's just like spectacular sets. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And there's awesome stunts in it. Oh, the stunts are amazing. Like the, the opening stunt, which they like to do with Bond movies. Oh, that's fantastic. It's one of the best. Yeah. Bond has like been thrown out of an airplane and he has to like <laughs> just bomb himself down. Yeah. And grab yeah. the dude, beat his ass. Well, you know, it's parachute. not Roger Moore doing it, but there's actual human beings. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. This is real. This is life or death stunt stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't, I don't doubt there was a small parachute under the suit. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't, was the one where they drove the motorbike off the cliff and had to catch the airplane? Do you remember that one? I think that was a Timothy Dalton one. But they did that actual stunt. <clears throat> yes. They asked the, the motorcycle stuntman, like, can you make it? He was like, sure. No problem. And they did it, but I don't know what would have happened if he didn't make it. He would die. And the plane would crash. Right. Because he was really going off this cliff. Oh, it's so crazy. When they did uh, Super Cop with uh, Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh, like, oh, Jackie Chan has to have the biggest stunt in every movie. But like they needed this bit where she, where her character is supposed to do his motorbike jump onto a moving train. Yes. And she got on the bike and did it. 
And like everyone was like, oh, "Wow, that's the best thing ever!" And he was like, mm-hmm, "Kind of sulked about it." <laughs> <laughs> that stunt is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And they just had like little mattresses and cardboard on right. the side in case she went off. This is not good. Probably help. little uh, skateboarders, knee pads, or something. <laughs> yeah. It is really amazing, you know. In the world of of CGI, I can't. I can't even. I can't even get that excited about the stuff I see, but when you know it's real and mm-hmm. it's some of it's life or death, uh, or at least bad bodily injury, um, it, it was fun to watch. I'm not going to say it sucked, although it sucked. Um, it was still fun to watch. You don't like the pigeon gag. <laughs> That's the thing Tarantino bitched about. A fucking pigeon did a double take. He was so pissed because they just rocked this footage back and forth to make it look like a pigeon did a double take. It's some action that was happening in the, the, the whole gondola scene made me cringe, curl uh, up in my seat. Oh, uh, yeah. Like Jaws bites through a cable. Yeah. It's like, dude, really? <laughs> I mean, whatever. But um, it, it's it's fun to watch and don't, ex- don't expect uh, any real high art from that. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Moonraker uh, covered that. <clears throat> we watched the... Um, Entire series of Wednesday. Oh, yeah. The first four of which are, are directed by Tim Burton. And the music is all done by um, Danny Elfman. So it, it, it has the, the Tim Burton stamp on it, whether he's directing the later episodes or not. Uh, I've, I've not seen it. Is it good? It's, it, yeah. I think it's so stylized and so fun. And the deadpan acting that uh, Jenna Ortega does is, is great. Um her face and her demeanor and her delivery is just, it's terrific. I, I heard someone say it, uh, it wasn't as effective as Adam's Family films because it wasn't like them in a normal setting. It was like um, that character in Hogwarts or something where everyone's kind of weird. And they've done a lot of this sort of academy thing, like... Um, the, uh, the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch series they did, uh, Riverdale. Mm. Yeah. Um, like Riverdale, it's like, oh, there's this academy where all the witches go. And mm-hmm. It's like, this is a thing now, because yeah. probably because of Hogwarts. But, I mean, I'm okay with it in this in this case. Um, I think it's called Ravenswood or something like that. I'm okay with it. Um, Why don't we ever get a public school oh, that's teaching be- magic? That would be even Maybe better. it's a little rundown. <laughs> Maybe it's in Memphis. By the way, what do you call the bad part of Memphis? Uh, Memphis. That's what I was, <laughs> uh, was Yeah, I know. It's a public school. It's down on its luck, but they're trying to teach magic to to school kids, you know? Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. It'd be like the wire season four meets Harry Potter. You, you could have a white woman come in and try and reform the kids. Oh. Inspirational speeches and songs. Maybe, yeah. but instead of a white <clears throat> woman, we have some hideous-looking ancient evil being come in, <laughs> and she's awful, and she torments the kids, but then they end up really loving her, kind of like uh, Stand and Deliver with, uh, what's his name? Edward James Almost. Almost, yeah. yeah. But not quite. Bad News Bears. Oh, Bad News Bears, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Standard deliver bad news bears, yeah, right, in the, right in that pocket. Uh, bad news spawn of Sugoth. <laughs> yeah, so this Lovecraftian creature comes in and yeah, exactly teaches Jim. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jolien, you mentioned uh, the Adult Swim Yule Log. Oh yeah. Uh, where was that available? Was it was Prime? HBO. HBO. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was HBO. Okay. Um, so you mentioned this, and you didn't want to spoil anything. You mm-hmm. said just watch the thing, and yep. it does start out as just one of those fireplace just videos. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, without giving too much away, I will say that it isn't just that the camera does sort of, sort of pull back and go into a movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, this was weird and fun. <laughs> yes. There are some choices I'm not sure I understand or agree with, but whatever. I didn't write it. I didn't make it. It was a ride. It was a weird ride. So I got to recommend it. I mean, it has nothing really to do with Christmas. So if you're feeling like, oh, I'm over it. I don't want to hear or see anything Christmassy. Don't worry. It's not that. It's it's not. Isn't uh, it about Yule, though? Mm, not Christmas? 
well, <laughs> if we want to get pedantic, yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> but this one is is totally worth watching. So yeah, uh, HBO Max. Uh, yeah, weird, really weird. Did you ever watch the Too Many Cooks one? I did not. Oh my um, god. So how is that? You have to watch it. Okay. It can't. Well, it can be explained, but it'll sound stupid. And it should just be watched. <laughs> it's not very long. <laughs> so what's that thing that Johnny Rotten said when he was taunting the audience? Do you ever feel you like, st- like you've been cheated? Are you starting to feel like you've been cheated? <laughs> um, by, by now, the listeners are probably wondering, why, why are you guys stalling? <laughs> stalling what? What are we stalling? Yeah, Screams of a Winter Night. Oh, yeah. That was the movie I watched. Yeah. It's the movie I picked. Yes. Yeah. You're going to own it, huh? Y- yeah, I've got to admit it. All right, Jolie. I haven't you've, seen it. You picked an, no. an, you picked an anthology. Well, we, we needed a wintry exactly. horror movie. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. <clears throat> exactly. It's an point. anthology. Parts of it are going to be good. We hope. 91 minutes. <laughs> Regional horror. Regional horror. I was, I was happy about that. Yeah. Shreveport, Louisiana. That um, felt weird that they were going. Uh, I mean, I guess Louisiana gets cold. But uh, it could, I suppose, but not like up here. Yeah, they they act like, ooh, we're going out to the cabin in the winter, and you think snow, but it's just gloomy <laughs> swamp. Winter in Louisiana, so it's like a, a bitter sixty five degrees. Yes. Yeah, fewer mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this uh, to read the blurb. It's a nineteen seventy nine American anthology film directed by James L. Wilson, starring Matt Burrell, Gil Glasgow, and Mary Agen Cox. There's a joke in there somewhere. Uh, its plot focuses on a group of college students staying in a cabin who tell various scary stories to one another. But it's kind of shown um, in these little, uh, almost like episodes, where the people in the cabin are the actors in, in the little episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So are we to think that maybe these are flashbacks to something that really happened with them? Or not? I just took it as a money-saving be, mm-hmm. uh, they're telling the stories and they're just imagining themselves in the stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I took. That's how you should take it, except for the one who was unstable, maybe really did all that stuff in that story. Mm. Maybe. Hard to say. Uh, what do you think on your first viewing of this, Julian? It's a 1979 movie. It's my first and only. Yeah? yeah. No need to rewatch it? Not really. Oh, okay. Doesn't look very good. <laughs> um, I, I like the the setting, the, the the lake with the trees coming up through it. Yeah, that was a good setting. That was really nice. They didn't use it. No, there should have been a story about something coming out of there. Yeah, like the poster's good. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a skunk ape movie. I was hoping so with that poster. There's a lot of Spanish moss looking stuff skunk in the ape trees. Christmas. Oh man, Christmas yeah. with the skunk ape. I like the uh, the way it begins, where it's like. Um, there's just sounds. Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. awful going on. You don't know what it is. Yeah. I wrote down, ooh, daring, a movie with no visuals. <laughs> uh, uh, I like the creepy gas station scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of Harbinger stuff. I wrote down, yeah, Harbingers. Uh, kids playing with a pig in the box. Yeah. And, uh, the chatty attendant. The kid is played by William Ragsdale. Was oh. was that him? From uh, Fright Night. He's Charlie Brewster in Fright Night. That was him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's strange because uh they did they did they bill him as William Ragsdale or did they call him Billy Ragsdale? I think it was Billy Ragsdale. Okay. Cuz I was thinking that the age wouldn't have been right for it to be him. So I just kind of didn't rewind and look again. Yeah. But that's cool. Um I, I liked uh, that, that I couldn't tell how many people were in this clown van. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I couldn't, ten people. I couldn't tell in the beginning how many people there were all together either. I was like, wait, who is this? And yeah. some people didn't get names. I was trying to keep everybody's names straight. Everyone, everyone looked Canadian. There's lots of plaid and hair. Yep. <laughs> um, yes, but... Um, and then, then like half an hour in, you get to the first story within the main story, which is the Moss Point Man. Kind of like our show, half an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. 
so uh, this is a variation on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a woman's in the car, she hears noises in the car roof, and uh, there's there's something creeping around outside. Um, I like the visual of the couple in the evening dress out in the woods. Yeah, that was good. Um, but it was, you know, it's very, it's pretty mild. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this movie isn't going to be good, is it? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping they were the stories would maybe ramp up. Yes. From there, that was my only hope. You I, could scare a bunch of 11-year-old girls at a sleepover with this movie, maybe. Creep them out a little. Yeah, I looked up some reviews. and if People who went to see this at drive-ins back in the late 70s, when they were little kids, freaked out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that that beginning is quite nerve-jangling. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot, most of it's at night. And, you know, there's always adults who are really afraid of things creeping around outside. Uh, and it, so it really worked on kids. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, one thing I always notice about these movies, they never buy nearly enough booze for what they're about to go do. <laughs> We're going to go spend a weekend up in the cabin. And Here's our like, six pack. <laughs> yeah, they bring like two six packs for like eight people. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to just do a bunch of booze math right here, but uh, that's not enough booze. Yeah, and it, it's Budweiser. And it's like <laughs> yeah. one person can get drunk on that. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to drink the whole six pack. And then have a couple shots. <laughs> yeah, what are you guys having? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think when you when you start writing your movie, listeners, um, make sure they bring in just a bunch of booze. <laughs> and they keep bringing booze. In fact, maybe they throw out some luggage to get more booze. Yeah, yeah this is ballast. <laughs> fit them in the van. There's so many people crammed in there. Everybody's sitting on a case. <laughs> yeah. Whatever <clears throat> case you want to drink this weekend. Yeah, you got to drink all twenty four. I don't care. Yeah, you got forty eight hours. Strap the cases on the roof along with Granny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that guy in uh, in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three? <coughs> Sally or Scully or something? What's that guy's name? Buddy. <laughs> no, the guy with the curly hair. Curly. Oh, the one with the mask. <laughs> yeah, the one who actually brings uh, the, hockey, the mask. hockey mask into the picture. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, you kick someone like him out of the van so you could stack some cases of beer back there. Yeah. Or a keg. Bring a keg. Get get so blitzed that you make bad decisions. It makes the movie better because <laughs> you're making even worse decisions. Well, the thing, the other thing I noticed was uh, it was it was kind of ahead of its time. Like in the the Friday movies, these these people get together and they they kind of like each other, and you get you get the, like the practical joke group piss everyone off yeah but this movie was like uh it was like an early 2000s uh slasher movie they all hated each other yes yeah what's up and with yet that? there were different people trying <clears throat> to hook up with one another but they still hated one yeah, another yeah they're gonna spend a whole weekend out in the woods getting with drunk with people, people they i can't hate. stand <laughs> and not being able to get drunk yeah oh that's awful <laughs> shelly was the dude's name shelly that's it yeah that's yeah. pretty good. You were close. He was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Kind of, kind of a sad sack, though. Yes. Yeah, it's like, dude, just perk up a little. Well, he had a lot of self-pity going, didn't he? He did. So I didn't rewatch the first three. Luckily, he didn't have to. Did. He didn't have to look forward to wasting any money on therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> so. <laughs> so this this uh, unfolds into how many stories? Three. I think there's four in the original four. cut, and they they took out the cemetery one for yeah. some releases. Yeah. Oh, okay. I read this movie's some... two hours. Yeah, it felt like four. <laughs> well, it was. It, it says here the runtime is ninety one minutes, but I wonder, did we see the one that had all four stories? I I did. Okay. Well, you probably watched it where I did. So there's a, there's a. A story where there's this couple of guys and they're wandering around a, c- a cemetery in, in in the afternoon. It's clearly the afternoon, but they're yes, pretending it's night. Yes, there was so much day for night in this. <laughs> and then there's a there's like a it's supposed to be a ghost, but it's this puppet that flies around. Oh yeah, I remember that now. The only story I really remember is the one where they went into the building and had the green the, the light because yeah. of the Great Gatsby. 
<laughs> is it Daisy up there? Is that what they're going to find out? I kept waiting for that to happen. No, it was just some stupid light bulb that made you crazy. Oh. I don't remember much after that. Then it got windy. It got windy and everybody freaked out at the end. Maybe died. Some people the, ran I think, for yeah, it. There's two couples that run for it. Yeah. And they, they, try they to get end to up the in van. a freeze frame. And then the rest of them get blown around the cabin until they die. Yeah, they um, they rented that uh, wind machine and made good use By of it. By God, we're going to use it. Yeah. If you, yeah. If we have a samurai costume, we're going to use it. <laughs> wind machine, same deal. It looks like they, um, they spent some money on getting a helicopter as well. Yeah. Yeah, back when you had to do that. Now you probably know somebody with a... A drone that, you, yeah. you know, if it doesn't have a camera built in, you could just tape your iPhone to it and mm-hmm. go to town. And then you lose your iPhone and the drone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it blows away and then some cops find it and they're like, man, it looks like they're killing somebody in this video. <laughs> oh, man. That's the start of a good movie. That's the, that's what happened yeah. to Nine Inch Nails. Yes. <laughs> they, were, they, they were, instead of a boom or... Uh, anything else, uh, they discovered if they had a whole bunch of helium balloons, they could hang the camera from it. And the camera got away. <laughs> the wind took it. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to solve the mystery of who are these guys with these NIN jackets beating someone to death. So, yeah. Good fun there. Um, what did you guys think of the story with the uh, abandoned hotel with the... With the uh, green light? Yeah, yeah, that... That's all I thought about was green light. Oh, okay. What does that symbolize? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. You can come in. The curtains were just blue. That they're not shooting. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it means. The set is open. Yeah. Well, it it ends up with two two of the guys bleeding out and and, uh, or bled to death, and then the third one's gone crazy. Are they implying that he killed the other two? I'm not really sure. Um, Very vague on that. Yeah, yeah. Not, I think he did. Yeah, but maybe it was the ghost. Do either of you believe in ghosts at all? No. No, unless they're throwing croissants. <laughs> See, you've ex- they're tossing oh, pastries. Yes, yes, I believe I'll give you that. that. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. I mean, that seems in the range of listeners' possibility. Need, listeners need to know you were in New Mexico at a cafe and a croissant got thrown across the room where there was no one to throw it. Yep. And Still don't know how it happened. And the young woman working there said, oh, that happens here or something. She that said that something came and knocked on her door the night before. And she lived upstairs from and the cafe? she lived upstairs. Yeah, she lived upstairs from the cafe and somebody late came and knocked on her door, but there was nobody there. Yeah, that happens a lot to people. Um, there's a, uh, let me see if I can get this right. Um, let's see. Einstein said something about ghosts, didn't he? Uh, um, I think he briefly fought ghosts in the 20s. <laughs> That's true. He was, he was the, in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen at the time. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, did he not say something? With... He and Caesar from... Uh, uh, Captain of Dr. Caligari yeah. and, uh, you know, the robot Maria. They were all together in a team. Yes. Alan Moore, I know you listen. Please get on this. Maybe oh, he's, he's scribbling away. Even I now. hope. Maybe it wasn't Einstein, but some smart guy once said, um, just because I don't believe in ghosts, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to run into one or something like that. I don't know if it was Einstein or some other smart person, but. Bill Murray. It was probably Bill Murray. I get those two guys confused a lot. It was either Einstein or Mark Twain, because they look a lot alike. <laughs> right. Mark Twain once said, E equals MC square. You do the math. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so other than the croissant, you don't believe in ghosts, necessarily. Uh, you don't dismiss them outright? I don't dismiss ghosts outright. I mean, it's pretty far down on the list of believable things okay <clears throat> but i'd put it ahead of most conspiracy theories uh ufos landing with aliens mm-hmm. um yeah to that point um would either of you spend a night in a haunted uh, reputably haunted hotel oh hell yeah 
I have a, a friend who does uh, real estate, and I said to her, if you find a house that's really cheap because it's haunted, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a site of a murder. She has not come through. Yeah. Have um, Have you any misgivings about a place where a maybe homicide has happened? If they've cleaned it up. Yeah, yeah as well, long as they've yeah. cleaned it up and there wasn't a Check big, the fridge. Yeah. A big scrawled message in blood that said, we're coming back. <laughs> we'll be yeah, back. I, I changed the locks. Yeah, yeah, I definitely changed the locks. Always change, change the, the locks. Change the carpets, get rid of that couch. Good good <laughs> rules for living. Change the locks. Doesn't matter if they gave you all the keys. Thank mm-hmm. you for all the keys. Bye now. Get because lo- if it locks. was a recent murder, it'd be a tragedy. So if you got a murder from a long time ago, you can turn it into a tourist attraction. Sure. Mm. You know, this is where the hippie ripper killed 12 people. Yeah. Yeah, you just hire a local girl in a Victorian dress. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It happened at the, there's like, a, there's a cave systems around here that, you know, there's ghosts in them that became big tourist destinations. Yeah. Well, they do the ghost tour here. Yeah, any any self-respecting town or city should have a ghost tour. Yeah. Because, you know. It's like uh, last night in Soho, the girl's crying about, somebody was killed in my room. And the old lady goes, someone's been dead, has been killed in every room in the city. <laughs> it's London. It's London, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how I always thought, like, hmm, somebody's probably died here. Yeah. So yeah. It's 2000, it happens. 2,000-year-old city. Yeah. A couple have died in the city. They rush most of them out. Yeah. No dying in the city limits of London. That's why Jack the Ripper was such a sensation. Mm-hmm. He's novel. Novel, yeah. Killing people in the city instead of inviting them out to the country. Yeah. How modern. Yeah. He's a very progressive thinker. Uh-huh. It's really... So um, what did you guys think of the... Um, the I guess that's all the question I had about that one was like, would you, what do you guys you, think about? Uh, well, no. What, what do you guys think about the crazy Annie story? Uh, that was the last one. Well, there, there was the bit with the, wind, Oh yeah. Wind she's, she's like, she goes off to a dorm and, and yeah. And she's, she freaks out and kills her roommate. Yeah. Then they were wearing those terrible seventies outfits. Yes. It's like, yeah, just, just uh, you know, cover that in blood. There's no saving it. It's terrible. Um, yeah. What do you think of that story? Do you remember it all? I don't even remember much of it. I was hoping that one would roll into her actually killing everyone, and that was the only story that was true. Start to wonder where, where she's got a dorm room and she's got his posters and posters of all people called Robert. Yeah, and she they're her na- her uh, roommates' posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert Redford was on the wall. Robert yeah. Redford, Robert Plant. and Robert Plant. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there were just a lot of popular Roberts it was, back then. It was a big decade for Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Bob's peaked in the seventies. Yeah, Bob Plant, Bob Redford, <laughs> Bob Newhart, Bob Newhart. Yeah, big he was big in the seventies. Yeah, yep. yeah. Loved him. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, Annie just brutally murders her roommate for uh-huh. we- for wearing her shawl without permission. And she goes out to Lover's Bluff or something with that horrible guy. Uh-huh. He tries to pour her and, and she kills, kills him. him. You go, great, good for you. Yeah. That was cool, but, but then it set her on a path of wanting to do more killings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her roommate was pretty innocent. I mean, the shawl yeah. wasn't that great. <laughs> no but no reason to kill somebody right no you just make her life hell for the rest of the semester like a civilized person yeah passive aggressive stuff oh yeah you know yeah. jeez you eat her food you, you borrow her stuff try to steal her boyfriend you know the college usual stuff yeah. college stuff yeah roommates do that stuff yeah um so we get the big wind machine finale and then uh, the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, why did they never do a sequel to this? <laughs> Screams of a spring night. Screeches <laughs> on a summer night, yeah. <laughs> Shrieks of the mutilated. Midsummer night scream. Midnummer hey, night scream. I like it. That's a good idea. I feel like this, um, being that it came out in 79... 
It wasn't trying to cash in on any of the other stuff we knew about already. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it wasn't trying to model itself after Halloween. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing I liked about it. It's like uh, anthologies were not big. Right. But they did one. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. So they weren't trying to cash in on the slasher thing. Um, yet they did do some slashing. It it was original enough that we could say, well, they, they did a new thing. They did an original thing. Um, I, I thought the acting was, it wasn't terrible. It was yeah, adequate. I, it, it was <laughs> adequate. <laughs> yeah, it was adequate. Some actually, you know, if oh, these people must have been on stage or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll accept adequate acting. Sure. It wasn't the worst thing ever. No. In fact, I, I'll, I'm pretty, you know loose on the on the acting ability in, in a lot of movies like yeah it, as long as you're not totally flat and stilted and reading obviously reading it pays to be forgiving yeah because if you're super critical of everybody's acting you're just going to be bummed out at a lot of movies <laughs> yeah because especially little kid actors it's like now they're just they're just there they have to be there for whatever role is in the movie just don't expect them to be good <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So all that being said, uh, anything we didn't cover? Uh, I wanted the practical Joker to be killed numerous times. Yeah. Yes. I got he sick. He was horrible. At, yes. Mm. He just, his jokes just kept going and going and they were yeah, awful. He would not stop. No. After he knew everybody had been freaked out, he still continues. But on the, on the other hand, the woman who is like nasty to everybody straight out the gate. I liked her. She was my favorite. <laughs> yes, she was the best. I I liked she her too. She didn't want to be there. She shouldn't have been there. I hate you all. And this is gonna end badly for everybody. <laughs> Does she survive? Nobody survives. Uh, unless you, if you count the freeze frame as a death sentence. Well, yeah, yeah, frozen the... for eternity. Like, yeah, I wasn't clear on what the freeze frame meant. Like the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah, they're stuck there away. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the 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 four survivors or whatever uh, they could hear the, the the howling or growling or whatever getting closer. So, did you like the like the Bigfoot sort of thing? Yeah, I always I always like when they imply something like a werewolf or a Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's this kind of dwarf in a wig. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. So that was good. I, I like that they went went with that. It's like they could have done an Yet another Bigfoot, because God knows they've been done so many times oh, in yeah. the seventies. And because of but, insurgent, but no, they went with a dwarf and a wig. Yeah, uh, and because of in search of, you know, Bigfoot was on everyone's mind, and mm-hmm. you know, still in nineteen seventy nine, because uh, that was in syndication from like seventy five or seventy six. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, something like that. In different markets, it might be on different nights or different times, but it was usually a weekend evening, mm-hmm. like a. Saturday or Sunday evening around 7 p.m. or whatever. And you would get, um, it's like, oh, what's it going to be about? You know, you want it to be something. Bigfoot, but you, it's something boring, like. The mystery of the such and such mine or something. And you're like, boo. The lost Dutchman mine. Boo. Yeah, the Noah's Ark. Boo. <laughs> Come on, spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That was scary. It wasn't it? It was terrifying. I thought yeah. for sure. So here you are getting yeah. stung to death by killer bees and all of a sudden you spontaneously <laughs> yeah. That's when you jump into the quicksand. And then if you're lucky, evil Knievel. <laughs> and Bigfoot come and rescue you. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> they all, they're all tugging on a rope together. Yeah. yeah, they were the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen of the 70s. That'd be good, too. They really were. Alan? Uh, oh, absolutely. We want the $6 million man. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Knievel, Bigfoot. All right, stop stalling. Recommend this or not? Um, no. Wait. Yeah. Well. Maybe. Well, there's there's the big endorsement of uh, <laughs> you'll never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it comes on and you can't get away from the TV screen, <laughs> you're probably okay watching it. It won't cause too much damage, so, at least not long-lasting. So if you're in a body cast... <laughs> mm-hmm, and somebody turns this on and you can't get away, can't sleep, 
It's this and, close. And you're you six have, inches away. Don't have telekinetic powers, so you can no. change the channel. <laughs> Damn. Or kill people. Right. Yeah. So one if of you're the bored two. with killing people, <laughs> they go watch some TV. <laughs> Screams of a winter night. No, more people must die. <gasps> so, Jolien, do you recommend it? Uh, there's things I liked about it, as I've mentioned. So, but, should, should um, listeners give it one watch? I saw it, and it's ticked off in my books and I'm, I'm done okay well i will say uh i will recommend to any horror fan who likes anthologies who likes stuff from the late 70s go ahead and give it a watch you could do worse uh don't expect to be wowed by this uh but um soft recommend mm-hmm. yeah i think it committed the crime of being boring yep and too much boring versus good parts so the opposite of boring, we're going to uh, be talking about Pearl next episode. Ooh. This is Will's yes. pick. This is my pick. Yeah. As well as my pick of the year. Wow. That's a glowing endorsement. So... I don't recommend it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for next episode. You don't All recommend right. it. All right. So uh, with that being said, let's get out of here. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay out of Louisiana. I don't have one this week. That was one. <laughs> okay. Okay.